I'm Bridget Allen, and this is the Daily Signal Top News for Thursday, July 13th. Here are today's headlines. The Secret Service has concluded its investigation into the cocaine found at the White House, but they found no suspect. CNN first reported that the Secret Service were unable to identify a suspect, and according to the Secret Service, the FBI lab results from the packaging containing the cocaine found insufficient DNA and no fingerprints. The cocaine was found in the White House during the July 4th weekend when the president and his family were at Camp David. But lawmakers are raising concerns over White House security in light of the Secret Service's failure to find the suspect who brought the cocaine into the White House. Senator Marco Rubio joined Fox News and said it was ridiculous that Secret Service could not identify a suspect. Any given time, if you asked uh, the security people at the White House who was in the White House at 12.35 p.m., I'm just using that time on a Friday afternoon, okay, they can tell you every single person that goes in there is logged in, is logged out. They know where the president is at all times. They know where the family is at all times. So the idea that someone would walk into the White House with, a, with cocaine powder, drop it off somewhere, and they not know or at least be able to narrow it down to the 25 people on the planet who were in that area or had access to that area— during a, confined, during a defined period of time is ridiculous. It's absurd. It's just not true. And as Heritage Foundation senior legal fellow Hans von Spakovsky pointed out on Fox News, it's hard to understand how the substance could have gotten into the White House in the first place, given the security. They not only check you for weapons, uh, you have to go through an area where they uh, blow air through you and they have dogs sniffing <laughs> to, to try to detect... Uh, any kind of uh, illegal substances, bombs, or anything else, and yet they missed someone bringing cocaine mm-hmm. into the White House, that is, uh, that's hard to excuse. And the Secret Service not only needs to find who did this, but how in the world it got into the White House in the first place. The House Committee on Oversight and Accountability announced last week that it will launch an investigation of its own to determine how the substance made its way into the White House. And some big news out of the Food and Drug Administration today. The FDA has approved the first non-prescription birth control pill. Soon, Americans will be able to purchase the daily birth control pill, known as Opal, from your local drugstore or even purchase it online. According to the director of the FDA's Center for Drug Evaluation and Research, Patricia Cavazzoni, the pill is safe. Cavazzoni says that when the pill is used as directed, oral contraception is safe and is expected to be more effective than currently available non-prescription contraceptive methods in preventing unintended pregnancy, according to Axios. Opal is expected to become available next year, and there reportedly will not be an age restriction on the sale of the pill. The FDA's press release announcing the approval of the birth control drug did not include the word women, woman, or female. So the Daily Signal asked the FDA if the pill is safe for men who identify as women or women who identify as men. The FDA said the pill is generally safe for most people who could get pregnant. 
We inquired of the FDA about this because last week, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released new guidelines on biological males chest feeding. The CDC claimed not only that men can chest feed, but also that they can give birth. The FDA would not directly say if it considered men able to become pregnant. In other news, headed over to California today, Hollywood actors are going on strike. The Screen Actors Guild announced the strike today. The Screen Actors Guild is the union that represents American film and TV actors, and it represents about 160,000 members. This is the first time in 43 years that Hollywood actors have gone on strike. Duncan Crabtree Ireland is the national executive director and chief negotiator for SAG-AFTRA, and he announced the strike this afternoon. Let's take a listen. Because the AMPTP remains unwilling to offer a fair deal on key issues essential to protecting the livelihoods of working actors and performers, SAG-AFTRA's national board unanimously voted to issue a strike order against the studios and streamers. So why are actors striking? Actors feel that they are not receiving proper compensation when their shows or movies are streamed on platforms like Netflix. Actors also want limits put on new AI technology that threatens to take jobs from the industry. The union represents not only big-name Hollywood actors, but also stunt and background performers, TV journalists, radio personalities, and fashion models. The results of the strike are expected to be felt heavily in Hollywood, since the Hollywood writers have been on strike for similar reasons since May. Until the Hollywood actors and writers can work out their grievances against the industry, expect to see more reruns on TV as production of some new content is going to be delayed. Some critical news today. The Pittsburgh synagogue shooter who killed 11 people in 2018 may be facing the death penalty. Today, a jury found the shooter eligible for the death penalty. This means that he will either be sentenced to life in prison or to death. The shooter faced 63 charges and was found guilty of all of them in court last month. In the next phase of the case, the jury is going to hear testimony from survivors and family members of the victims. Six people were wounded in the attack at Pittsburgh's Tree of Life Synagogue, and eight people escaped from inside the building unharmed. The final phase of the trial begins on Monday, and the jury will ultimately decide if the shooter is facing death or life in prison for his actions. At 7 p.m. tonight, the House Select Committee on China is holding a hearing examining the issues American companies located in China are facing. The hearing is titled Risky Business, Growing Peril for American Companies in China. The hearing comes as relations between the U.S. and China remain pretty uncertain. Earlier this week, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says she believes the United States and China want to stabilize their economic relationship. Yellen was in China last weekend and told American public media's marketplace before leaving Beijing that her visit was successful. Yellen said significant disagreements between America and China were discussed during the trip. The Daily Signal's Samantha Sherris will be covering tonight's hearing, so be sure to check out the Daily Signal website, dailysignal.com, to catch her full report.
But with that, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Daily Signal's Top News. If you've never had the chance before to check out our morning show, you can do so. It's right here in this same podcast feed. Tomorrow morning, Samantha is going to be sitting down with Steve Bradbury to discuss what's at stake if the problems within the FBI are not addressed. Also, make sure to take a moment to subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you like to listen to podcasts and help us reach more listeners by taking just a moment to leave a five-star rating and review. Thanks again for joining us today. Have a wonderful evening. We'll see you right back here tomorrow morning for a conversation with Steve Bradbury. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.